My name is Luke, one of the pastors here, and we're so thankful that you have joined worship with us today. I've got to I've got to share something with you. Uh, I know many of you, but some of you are still getting to know me and vice versa. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I had on what I thought was a really fun shirt. Somebody, several people, in fact, came up and they're like, "Hey, that looks like a shirt that uh, Pastor Todd would wear." And I'll be honest with you, I didn't know how to take that. <laughs> if you if you know Todd. I just did not know how to take that. So today, I got my boots on. I, I'm pulling out my, my best Keaton impression, right? <laughs> got to bring, bring a little bit of Texas here to Arkansas. Well, I hope you are doing well, church. We are in our sermon series called Practical Wisdom. Last week, we pushed pause briefly to, to join in communion as a church. And I don't know about you, but that was a precious precious time that we got to spend together as a church. Amen. If you, if you weren't here, you, you missed out. It was awesome to do that together as a church. So I hope that was a blessing. I hope that you received some God's grace last week. But we're in our sermon series called Practical Wisdom. So if you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Proverbs. But we're going to be all over. Uh, this morning, we're going to jump into this mindset of work. What does the Word of God say about our work? What does it say about our work? But to arrive at that, we had to look and see what Proverbs said about the opposite of work, which is laziness. God's word speaks about laziness. So if we know that God detests, God does not like, he does not approve of laziness, then we, when we read that, we infer that he approves of what, church? Work, right? So if he doesn't like laziness, he likes Work. So we need to look and see what Proverbs has to say about laziness. What does Proverbs say about the lazy? Proverbs in, uh, in chapter 22, it, it says that, that, that the lazy is full of excuses. Uh, Proverbs 22, I think it's 13, literally says that the lazy says that there's a lion outside. If I go outside, it might eat me. That's kind of funny, right? God's word is full of humor. That's like us saying, well, if I get a job, I might have to work. If I get a job, I might actually have to do something. The lazy are full of excuses. Proverbs 20, verse 4, says that the lazy can't provide, that the lazy won't even go and plow a field. They are unable to provide. Proverbs 10, in verse 26, says that they are undependable. And literally what it says is they irritate their employer like vinegar or smoke in the eyes. And I had this impression of my, my four-year-old over the 4th of July holiday lighting a sparkler and she ran the wrong way and the smoke got in her eyes. She was like, ah, anybody else have a kid that way? If you're lazy, you are an irritant in the eye, right? <laughs> Your employer will not approve of that at all. And lastly, Proverbs 21 says that laziness will bring about our ultimate ruin, that our laziness will be the end of us. So we read Proverbs and we see that God is really clear about, about laziness, his thoughts on laziness. So we, as children of God, go, okay, well, well God does not approve of idle hands. That, that means God must approve of hard work. God must approve of work. You, you see, we have to understand that work is a biblical rhythm. Our God works. In the beginning, in the book of Genesis, it says that he worked for six days, and then he rested. So if our God works, then we should work. 
Work is a good thing. God approves of work. So our first point this morning, church, that we're going to look at is that hard work is good. Hard work is good. Now you see, a lot of us in this room, when we think about work, we think about the things that we do to earn a living. And rightfully so. Those are good things, right? That's, that's great. We should do that. Uh, but for a child of God, work it, it far exceeds just earning a living. It means so much more than just earning a paycheck if you claim Christ. So this morning we're going to do our best to look at each of those things. But the first thing that we're going to look at is hard work is good. Providing is good. And God's word is full of instruction for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 12. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 12. It says, we work wearily with our own hands to earn our living. We bless those who curse us. We are patient with those who abuse us. This is the words of Paul. Paul was no stranger to work. Listen to me. Paul was no stranger to work. He was a tent maker by trade. That's tough work. It's working with your hands. He worked often. He had to provide. Paul was no stranger to a hard day's work. Oftentimes when we see his writing, we think that he had this wonderful, glamorous job of riding around on donkeys, going from town to town, sharing the gospel. But Paul had to work. And he speaks of it more uh, than anybody else in Scripture. He values hard work. And when I read about men like Paul, I can't help but think about those in my life that set the standard of work. And I've got a grandpa who is just a machine. Anybody else got somebody like that in their life? They're raised different back then. They're just different. He works all the time, all the time. And, and I can distinctly remember being in college. College kids just by nature don't want to work all that much. And, and I was going out to a, a job site that he was working at, and I was going out there to have fun probably shoot guns and ride four-wheelers, and my grandpa was working. And I remember showing up to where he was working, and I was wanting to have fun, and I was just standing there with my hands in my pockets watching him. Y'all think that went well? <laughs> Not at all. See, my grandpa had the personality. If he was working and you weren't, it would irritate him. He couldn't handle it. Pick up something, young man, grandson of mine, and make yourself useful. He was a machine. He works all the time. And if you weren't working... That frustrated him. Paul had the very same mentality. He could not handle it when people around him weren't willing to put in their effort. And we see that in Scripture when he addresses the church at Thessalonica. He's talking to the Thessalonians. In just a moment, we're going to read it. But they have this excuse. Paul was a hard worker, and he's looking at people who claim Christ, who are believers, and he's like, what is your problem? Why aren't you working? And here was their excuse. Well, we feel like the Lord's coming back real soon, so we're just going to take it easy. We're just going to take it easy. We're not going to do a whole lot. You know what Paul thought about that? He said, that's an excuse for laziness. And this is what he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. He says, don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we worked among you? Night and day we toiled to earn a living so that we would not be a burden to any of you as we preach God's good news to you. So right here in this moment, Paul is using himself 
and Timothy as an example of hard work. He's like, don't you remember how hard that, that we worked? If I am going to work, if I'm going to put in a hard day's work and still preach the gospel, you can put in a good hard day's work. There is no excuse for laziness. That's what he's saying to these people. Don't you remember how hard I worked? He's not puffed up with pride here. He's trying to teach people who claim Christ that work is a good thing. Hard work is a really good thing. And Paul expected the same mindset out of all Christians. We see this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to read 11 and 12. He says, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before. The people who are not believers will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others. Paul is saying hard work is good, providing is good, working hard is a good thing, so good that unbelievers will take notice of Christian work ethic. People that do not claim Christ will see that and go, wow, they're working, they're working hard. You see how he elevates hard work? Hard work is a really good thing. And also what Paul understands is that when the saving grace of Jesus is displayed and people say yes to Christ and they're transformed by the Holy Spirit, that, that they can't remain with idle hands. Paul un understood that if somebody's going to claim Christ, that that lazy mindset should disappear, that I'm going to mooch off you mindset should disappear. He addresses this to the uh, church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. He says, if you were a thief... Quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. He understood that if you're going to claim Christ, it's going to change the way you think about work. You're going to want to provide. You're going to want to be busy. You're going to want to be something or someone that is beneficial. It changes you. And Paul understood this, that if you're changed by Christ, you're going to be somebody that values hard work. Colossians 3.23 says this, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. In this moment right here, church, I thought long and hard about man, just, just making a list of jobs, right? But that would be an endless list. But if you're a stay-at-home mom, thank you. Your job matters. Work hard at it. If you're a doctor, your job matters. Thank you. Work hard at it. If you're a teacher, your job really matters. Thank you. If you're in the trades, so on and so forth. What Paul says, whatever it is that you do, work hard at it. Be a hard worker. And that takes on all forms and shapes, does it not? Everybody in here, if we were to lay out on the table our responsibilities, our roles, our jobs, they would all look different. Paul understands this. He says, work hard at it. Be a hard worker. And I know in a room this size, there, there's a group of people in here that when you hear somebody elevate hard work, you're like, yes, come on. Because what I'm talking about is your personality, your workaholic. And you're like, yes. Everybody should work as hard as I do. Everybody should be as motivated as I do. Come on, preacher, preach. Be, be, because th that's a certain personality group. 
And what I want to warn that personality group is that God never intended for you to work your life away. Now you might be thinking, wow, you just told us to work hard. What are you talking about? The second point that we want to elevate this morning is work hard even at home. Work hard even at home. You see, there's great honor in a full day's work. But we can't miss the most important job. That's the job at home. You see, many of you in here, if you're a workaholic, you were, you're beginning to get puffed up like, all right, yes, I, I've got that figured out. I'm a hard worker. I'm doing what the Bible tells me to do. But perhaps you work so hard and are so uh, goal-driven that you miss a priority in your home. And Scripture is very clear about this priority as well. So work hard even at home. We're going to turn to the psalm for this, Psalm 127. We're going to read the whole thing. We're going to look at it in two parts. Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Y'all feel the tension here? Wow, I, I just elevated in Scripture, work hard, a full day's work. And then we look elsewhere in Scripture and says, well, why are you so worried about working hard all day? The, the Lord will provide. Well, there's truths in both of those. When you go to, to work each day and give your very best, are you trusting that the Lord will provide? Are, are you trusting that the Lord will meet all your family's needs? Put forth your best foot, absolutely, but trust the Lord with everything. And so what the psalmist is speaking to here is that mindset that, that ladies, there's some truth here for you, I, I promise. But for men, I'm looking at you in this moment. There, there, there's that mindset, the men, I got to provide, I got to find my worth, I got to find my value in my job. And if I do a great job, if I grow in status, then maybe my community will recognize me. Uh, maybe I will have plaques and maybe people will talk about me. Maybe I'll be on the, on the front page of the paper. And that's where you want your worth. But scripture flips that script, and we're going to look at the other side of it. Keep reading in verse 3. Children are a gift from the Lord. You don't see how it talks about work, and then it immediately jumps into children. Here we go. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. Your, your, your worth and your work, they're, they're not going to be judged by men at, at the city gates. How, how you raise your family will be judged. That's what the psalmist is speaking of. You, you see, we get things backwards a lot, don't we? We, we mess things up. I want to find my worth. I want to find my value. I want to find uh, uh, who, who I am in my job and in my paycheck and, and how many people look to me. But, but Scripture is really clear. If, if, if you're going to be accused, it's not going to be uh, of your work. It's going to be how you invested in your home life. And we forget so much that our most important job is at home. The way you work at home is what brings a man his honor. 
I want you to write this down. It's not going to be on the screen, but if you're somebody that likes little sayings, this is for you. Don't give your greatest effort to the things of least importance. Don't give your greatest effort to the things of least importance. So many of us find our worth and our value in our job. Because we want to provide. We want our kids to eat. But listen, there's no honor in providing a lavish lifestyle if your kids are starving for a father. At all. Your most important job is at home. The job of greatest importance, men, is loving your wife well. Loving your kids well. Pointing both to Jesus. Pouring into their life. And if you do that, they'll be like arrows in a quiver. And when somebody comes to accuse you, you'll say, hey, I didn't waste my time trying to earn a living. I poured my life into my family. That church is what brings God honor. Sure, work hard, provide a living. But when you clock out at five, you're clocking into your real job. Go home and work harder than you did all day. That's what honors the Lord. So the last thing we want to talk about this morning is work hard for the Lord. Wow, you're like, okay, well, you just told me to work hard all day, and then you told me to clock out and go home and work even harder. What, what are you getting at here? Well, if, if you do the first two points well, you are working for the Lord. I want you to understand that. If you commit yourself to your efforts at work, you're working for the Lord. If you come home and commit yourself to your efforts within the walls of your home, you're, you're working for the Lord. But then we ought to take it up a notch and serve him and his church. There's, there's a lot of truth in the fact that God worked six days and he rested one. The majority of your time should be spent working. And that includes serving God and his church. So what kind of service are you talking about, Luke? Colossians 1, 28 through 29. is what Paul says. He says, so we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. Next passage, really important. That's why I work. That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Paul was tired. I believe he was perpetually tired, and he drew from the strength of the Holy Spirit. He knew what his responsibility was. His responsibility was to work and struggle every day so that people can come to Christ. So as children of God, when we place our faith in Christ, we ought to be people who are perpetually tired, we ought to go to, to work every day and work hard. We ought to go home every night, work hard for our family. Then we should make time and we should strive to be people that serve the Lord and his church. We ought to be people that are tired. We can rest when we get to heaven, amen? We ought to be people that serve the Lord. 
Believers who work hard and serve God, they do so so that others can see Jesus. But I get it. I really, I really do. We're tired. We put in a full day's work. I just want to go home. I thought about having a recliner up here because recliners are temptation. Ain't that right, men? Come home. Right? You know I'm right. There's a lot of guys in this room that got your shape in one of them, right? You just do. But we want to put in a full day's work. We come home, we play with the kids a little bit, and then I just want to rest. Just check out. And before long, that starts to invade all of your time and all of your space. And we've completely neglected serving the Lord. I get it. I, I get how fast that really happens. And then you wake up one morning, you're like, I, I haven't done anything for the Lord. I, I have not served him at all. Well, here's what I want to remind you, church. That serving the Lord is, is way more than just having a strong back and, and, and working with your hands. You can serve the Lord mentally. You, you can serve the Lord physically. And you can serve the Lord spiritually. I'm sure there's some people in this room that are like, man, I wish I could work. I wish I could. I'm just not physically able anymore. I don't have that strength or, or I really have an ailment that I, that I can't. Don't make me feel bad. I'm not making you feel bad. Here, here's, where, here's where you can step in. I want to share a story with you. I had just showed up to Texas and they were, they were uh, wanting to introduce me to, to, to a lot of people within the church. And some of the team, they, they, they took me over to meet this lady. She was in a wheelchair. And her name was Donna. And I got the story on Donna. Donna had been disabled for years. In her younger years, before her health failed her, she was one of the most active in the church, physically. But I'll never forget this. Some of the pastors on the team, they were like, man, you need to know what this lady's ministry is. She's a prayer warrior. And I thought, okay, cool, I've, I've heard of those before in the past. That's a prayer warrior, right? No, no, no. She had a legal pad, full, small print, full. And they said she works through that every single day. Wow. Wow. You see, she couldn't run a bush hog. She couldn't paint. She couldn't do flooring. She couldn't use her back anymore, but she was working hard. Listen to me, church. She was working hard for the Lord. She was serving. She didn't stop. I would even say her efforts ramped up when she got put in that wheelchair. She was working hard for the Lord. Prayed every single day. And they said, guess what? She's not one of these people that say it. You could go to her house and visit her, and you would interrupt prayer. Wow. You see, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for not serving. There's no excuse for not working. God elevates work in his book. We should elevate work in our life. Matthew chapter 9, 36 through 38. When he saw the crowds, talking about Jesus, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. 
He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. These are the words of Christ. Jesus knew that the amount of work that had to be done was outpacing those willing to do the work. That was written a long time ago, and I don't think we're in a, any different spot. Amen? We need to work. We need to serve the Lord. We need to stop with excuses. And we need to give our very best to him each and every day. I want to put a couple pictures on the screen. I think the first one is going to be of some ladies serving for VBS. I think that was a Thursday, midday. You're like, great, I'm going to work, right? And they, their schedule's a little different, but they're serving. They're, they're working. They're, they're taking time out of their day to serve. They're going to get everything ready for VBS. There's no excuse. Find time in your schedule to serve the Lord. The next one on screen, he don't know this is happening. That's Keith Gaddis. Look at him in that bandana. Look at him. He's weed eating. He's working hard. Group of guys that take care of this place serving the Lord. Work hard, church. Serve the Lord. Find your time. Find your place. Find your ministry that fits you. If you need to be a Donna, be a, a Donna. If you need to be a Keith, be a Keith. If, if you need to come up here uh, during the day because God's blessed you with an open schedule during daylight hours when this building is open, come up here and serve. We will do our best as leadership to get you plugged in, to find you a place to serve the Lord. Work hard in your service to the Lord. So yes, church, God loves a hard worker, and he despises the lazy. So be someone that elevates hard work. Be someone that comes home and works even harder. And be someone that finds time, precious time, to serve the Lord and his kingdom so that people can come to Jesus. Let me pray for you. God, we love you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your instruction. This morning, it's tough. This morning, we, we heard that, yeah, we got to work. And I pray for those in this room that struggle, that they might be like what Proverbs describes and be someone that's maybe full of excuses. That you would eliminate those excuses, Lord. That we would be a people when we claim Christ and the Holy Spirit invades our life, invades our heart, that we would view work differently. Not as judgment or punishment, but as an opportunity an opportunity to serve you, an opportunity to serve our families. That we would be people that work hard. Because we know that's what brings you honor and glory. And God, for some reason, men are just on my mind and heart this morning. We've got a lot of pressure on us. We feel the stress and the tension to earn a living so that our kids can eat and they can have clothes. But we also feel the tension to come home and give our very best and act like the day didn't happen. We give our very best to our wives and our children. God, that's tough. 
of this message was not to rough up on guys, but it was to encourage them. Know where your priorities are. And God help us as men to understand that. That our priorities are at home. And we're going to trust the provision to you. Help us, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the hope that we have in him. And I pray this morning we can trust in him in everything. Thank you for the cross. It's in Christ's precious name I pray. Amen. Church, would you stand with me this morning? What we're going to do is we're going to close out with a song. And I want this opportunity to be as an opportunity for you to respond to God somehow. Maybe something this morning struck you. Maybe you are someone that just struggles with, with maybe doing less versus doing more. And, and the Lord convicted your heart. And you just need to give that to him right now and say, God, I'm sorry. I do. I'm a person that looks for ways out. And I need to stop. Or, or maybe you're somebody in this room that just overextends themselves and you need to find balance in your life. Maybe you're a guy that just is working his life away and you need to come home and you really need to invest in your home life. Pray right where you're at. Say, God, help me to do that. Help me to focus on my family. This time right here in singing is an opportunity for you to respond to God in any way. So take advantage.